0: Now, I have just completed a series, and so this morning I'm starting on the uh, infused virtues, faith, hope, and love. Next week on Mother's Day, I'm going to preach on the theme, Waiting for Adoption. It's a phrase from Romans chapter 8. I hope that you'll be here. We're going to dedicate babies, and then we're going to talk about waiting for adoption adoption, the redemption of our bodies, and how the scriptures use that theme. Then I'm going to talk about love in two messages, and I'll be visiting 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Uh, This summer, starting June 2nd, that's only a month away, I'm going to preach through the book of Philippians. We're calling it Picture Joy. Thirteen messages on picture joy. We're going to start at the front, go all the way to, to the end through June, July, and August. And we want your pictures of joy. So we're going to put together a huge collage in the lobby of pictures of joy. This epistle of Philippians is full of the joy of the Lord. Rejoice, and again I say rejoice. So that's what we're up to in our messages on Sunday morning now through August. This morning I'm going to a very familiar passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter 11, one that I deeply and truly love. I love uh, Hebrews 11, and I learned to quote it as a boy in the old King James Bible, and I'm going to use some of the King James this morning as I talk about Hebrews 11. I want to read verses one through six, and we're going to look at faith evidence of the unseen now faith verse 1 chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see this is what the ancients were commended for by faith we understand by faith we understand By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Faith, evidence of the unseen. Some people argue that faith is not necessary anymore. In fact, that it's detrimental and debilitating to the human race and we don't need it anymore in this technological and scientific age there's no room anymore for faith in God some people say that but I would argue that faith is an essential quality of human existence on the planet no matter who you are That every time we stand up and sit down we're exercising some kind of faith and today I want to talk about the faith that sustains you the faith that keeps you going inside and out. Faith it is a virtue that brings you God's commendation. Faith is a way to please the one who made you. In the communion I talked about faith as trusting God and faith as entrusting ourselves to God. So belief Believing is really trusting and entrusting. Trusting that He exists. Trusting that He rewards those who come to Him. And therefore entrusting myself to Him. I want you to get faith down. As a quality. As a virtue. To exercise in your life because you need it. Today and tomorrow. Now the scripture says here in the first verse. Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen that's the old bible your faith has substance and evidence substance and evidence are translations of two greek words here that i've put up here for you if you care to look them up you can study them faith is substance and faith is evidence for a long time i put this verse in a philosophical context in my mind. And I thought that the writer was doing philosophy and theology and that I na- needed to look for what uh, hupostasis is about in the philosophy of the day and kind of discover then what, what he means. By faith is substance and evidence. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But as I meditated on it this week, and I was forced by just taking one passage to think about the whole book of Hebrews from beginning to end it dawned on me that Jesus is the Hebrew is the hero of Hebrews from the first chapter to the last and that Jesus really is properly the substance of things hoped for the very first book uh, verse of this book of Hebrews says, God, who at various times in various ways spoke unto our forefathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. This is how the book begins. It begins with Jesus as the climactic revelation of God the air of God, the exact representation of his nature and the brightness of his image. In the second chapter, Jesus is better than the angels. In the third chapter, he is better than Moses. He is a better leader than Moses. He builds the house, not only carries us to the house. In the fourth chapter, he is the Sabbath rest for the people of God. In the fifth chapter, he is the high priest who brings us into the presence of God. In chapter 7, he's Melchizedek, a priest in the reign in the line of Melchizedek who represents us before the throne of God. In chapter 9, he is the sacrifice. He himself enters the Holy of Holies with the sprinkling of his own blood. In chapter 12, he is the example. He is our pioneer from beginning to end this book is about Jesus. Jesus is the substance of our faith. We are Jesus people here at First Baptist New Orleans. Amen. We believe God has only one time in fleshed himself put on our skin as Sarah Beth said and that is in Jesus the Messiah prepared for for 2000 years through the prophets and the law and the history of the Jewish people, the Israelites, culminating in his coming 2,000 years ago. And he is the fullest expression, the highest expression, God's presence in the world. This is not something God does over and over again. I read about a man who believes in David Koresh still the branch Davidian leader. He still thinks he was who he said he was. He's still God in the flesh, he said, even though his daughter and wife died in the flames in Waco. He says he was God in the flesh, and God's done that many times. No, he has not. He has done it once. One time. That's all that was necessary. That's all that was needed. He did it on our behalf for us to rescue us from the sin from which we could not rescue ourselves. He came to save us in his Son. One time, God became man in Jesus of Nazareth. And only once. It will never happen again. He came the first time to make us right with God. He comes the second time to culminate all things in himself. It's not this way because I say it's so or because I thought of this or other humans thought of this. No human would have put together such a plan. It was at the initiative of God that he sent his son. God's always been ahead of us in this regard. From the promise of Abraham through you and your seed, I will bless all people on the planet all the way through the prophet Malachi and into the New Testament, we are preparing for the coming of the Promised One. His name is Jesus. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, how they longed for a Messiah. Everybody does. Everybody hopes for a Savior and wishes for a Savior. We all know how broken we are, how fundamentally flawed we are. Even as we age, we don't age into perfection. I checked to make sure this week, and I asked Janet, who's lived with me now for over 40 years, I said, have I achieved perfection yet? (laughs) She just laughed out loud. Hey, I've been working on this for a long time. I've been working on it, and the problem is I'm fundamentally flawed. The flaw goes down deep and that's true of every spouse in the room and at some point in your life you realize I need a savior because I am perpetually a mess and that desire for a savior reveals a fundamental truth about you and your brokenness inside it also reveals a fundamental truth about God who made you for himself and calls you to himself and who knows that no matter how many times he lays down the law you will break it and so to rescue you and yet maintain his righteousness he sent his one and only perfect sinless son to die in your behalf and pay the penalty for your sin and so lift you from the muck you were in to put your feet on solid rock this is the good news. That's what gospel means. Now, faith is the substance and it is also evidence of things not seen. I started thinking about that and I thought, what is the one thing that's not seen? God is the unseen one. John says twice in his writings no man has seen God at any time in John 118 however he says no man has seen God at any time the only begotten one who is in the bosom of the father who is at the father's side he has made him known see Jesus is the evidence of what is unseen you say, why do we believe in God? It's because of Jesus. 1 Peter 1.21, that's what Peter says. You ought to mark it in your Bible. Through him, that's Jesus, we believe in God who raised him from the dead. And so our faith and our hope are in God. Jesus is the substance and the evidence of our faith. If you have friends who are struggling with faith, And they're asking you, where are dinosaurs in the Bible? Or where did Cain's wife come from? Uh, You can deal with all the gristle and chew on it, and it won't ever dissolve, all right? There are questions we don't know the answers to, but those questions are peripheral. You know what you ought to do with your friends? Tell them, check out Jesus. Hey, have you ever read the Gospel of Matthew? Check out Jesus. He is the substance and evidence of my faith. Right there is the substance and evidence of my faith. He is evidence of that which is unseen. You check out Jesus. Now, look, you send your friends to Jesus, and if they really go, they'll come back with their mouths open it'll be an astonishing thing for them to encounter Jesus of Nazareth in the word, and as they get in the word the spirit's going to speak to them, and their hearts are going to be moved you can't look at Jesus, the evidence of what is unseen, without yourself being caught up in this miracle man who spoke like no one ever spoke that's where your faith is hey do you remember the moment in your life when you shifted where your faith was to Jesus alone remember when you stepped into him and you said this is where I will stand he is the one I will trust this is the foundation and heart of my faith I am a Jesus person. Remember when that happened to you? Boy, I remember it so clear. I remember when God knocked all the other props out from under me. My goodness, my righteousness, my interpretations, my fine intellect. And he brought it all down to dust. So that I would step into the one who can alone sustain you in grad school. All right? and in college we have graduates here today and they're off on an educational pilgrimage and their parents are worried that they're going to have their faith attacked and it will be and laughed at and it will be and perhaps eroded and they might turn loose of what they were taught but here's what you hang on to graduate you hang on to Jesus you hang on to Jesus You hang on to him as the truth. The way, the truth, and the life. And you stand in him when you study biology, geology, astrophysics, medicine, law, whatever you're going to study. You stand in Jesus. And Jesus will not disappoint you. Your faith has substance and evidence. And it is in Christ. What faith do you now need? You need the faith that comes from Christ. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, the book of Hebrews declares. Look unto him, the author and finisher of our faith. And when you get wobbly in your knees and the doubts come into your head and into your heart, and they will, and it's not sin to doubt, to have doubts, to have questions. Don't be afraid of questions. You can't cover your ears and cover your eyes your whole life. But when you get in the the intellectual quandary, you look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You stay anchored to Jesus. You swing everything around him in your mind, in your heart, and that's where you'll be stable and strong why would I recommend that because he is God's highest and clearest revelation he is the very brightness of his image he is the exact representation of his nature there's nothing that compares to him and if you anchor anywhere else it is secondary to the Christ who gave his life for you and who revealed God as man on the planet You say how do I stay anchored there you read the gospel of mark you get into the Gospels. You take a look at Jesus. You read your New Testament. I was telling one of my little grandchildren, in fact, the same one to scratch me. It was an accident. She wasn't mad at her papa, all right? But when she went to bed, we were talking about her Bible and going over some things. And I said, just every night, you can get your Bible and read a little book bit of the book of Matthew I said just read under those main headings and you'll read through the book faster than you think and think about it a little bit as you read it and let God speak to you I did that for years and years at my father's instruction from the time I was seven years old before I went to sleep I'd get my Bible down and I'd read a little bit of the scripture and God worked it into my heart and God spoke to me through it Your faith has substance and evidence. It is in the Christ of Calvary, the Christ who lived in our skin, and the Christ who is present with us today, resurrected alive in this room, able to help you in your time. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. Put your faith here. Your faith has substance and evidence. Your faith gains a good report. This is what the ancients were commended for, the writer of Hebrews says. They were commended for their faith. You want to get a good report card? You interested in a good report card? Always check the report cards when the kids bring them home. Did you get all A's? You want to get a good report card for your time on the planet? You want your life to have significance. Significance. You want to do what is truly important you want to make a contribution you don't want to waste your life and waste your time you want to invest it faith is the only way to get a good report card you're gonna have to trust God in the middle of your trouble in the middle of your challenge Abel was commended as a righteous man the scripture says even though he was murdered he got a good report Enoch was commended as one who pleased God. If you want to please God, you must have faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You need to read this roll call of faith in Hebrews chapter 11 and the start of chapter 12. You need to go through it and read what God did through these folks. We have a great history of people who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength. These were all commended for their faith. If you want to conquer kingdoms, faith is required. If you want to run to win, Faith is required. Seeing we also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us, and let us run with endurance and patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. If you want to run to win, you got to trust Him. So, today, Right now, in your circumstance, trust the God who brought you into being, who sent Jesus to rescue you. Your faith will gain a good report. By faith, we gain a good report, and by faith, we understand now that quote I want you to remember you may need to underline it in your Bible by faith we understand the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible they're looking for the God particle they think they might have found it I read this report about the God particle here recently And I wondered in my mind, okay, so you get back to a particle. My question still is where did the particle come from? Why is there something instead of nothing? Until you get back to nothing, you're not at the beginning yet. By faith, we understand. What? Well, for one thing we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God so that things we see were not made by things we see you got that see what I understand from this text is that the creative process that brought the universe into being is not going on anymore you can't find it in a telescope or work it out in mathematical equations you're not going to get back to nothing You, you you can't get something out of nothing no matter how hard you try God spoke the worlds into being and the process he used the power he used whatever he did you can't see it anymore now I have kids ask me where did God come from and the answer to that is God has always been as the writer of Hebrews says about Jesus he had no beginning of days nor end of life you say well that blows my mind well welcome to the human race (laughs) thinking about the origins of life in the universe will blow your mind by definition But we are people who believe in a God of purpose who created all there is in order that it might bring him glory and created you for a purpose in order that you might bring him glory and that your highest calling is to be commended by him at the end of your life for a life well lived and you can only receive that commendation by faith as you trust him and faith has substance and it has evidence it is anchored in Jesus the God man sent to redeem us from our sin there is something under where you are standing what is under your standing is the God who made you by faith we come to God without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God somebody wants to come to God maybe in this room you'd like to come to God you want to know God he who comes to God must believe the word believe in that text in verse 6 is the verb form of the noun faith okay He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Two things. you must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Come to God. Come to God and have your life changed. Come to God and have purpose put in every step you take on the planet. Come to God and know that your sins are forgiven. Come to God and experience His presence and power in your life. Come to God and realize that His Holy Spirit is alive in the world today, indwelling the believer. Come to God through His perfect Son, who is the substance and evidence of our faith. Come to God. Know that He exists. That he rewards those who diligently seek him. That he loves you and made you for himself. And you feel the call to him because he made you that way. Bow with me please. If you've never trusted Christ as Savior, but you want to, would you just acknowledge before him that you are a sinner that you need a savior ask him to forgive you for your sin and to come into your life give him your life just as an act of your will a word of your heart transfer your life to him take your whole life and put it in his hands and say lord i trust you and i am entrusting myself to you would you do it father I pray today for the one who wants to come to you but they've had a hard time Lord I pray that you will reinforce in every mind and heart that Jesus is the center that he is the heart He is the substance and evidence of our faith that he himself is the one to whom we come and there is no other thank you for him Thank you for forgiveness that is found in him, for new life found in him. God, I pray today that you would help us to trust you. That housewife who's having a hard time trusting you in her present circumstances, Lord, give her the faith today. Help her to stand in you. God, we pray that you'll do your work in us even now in Jesus' name, amen.